Welcome, everyone, to a Mexican and a redneck follow the world. We are your hosts and Zagreb fathers, Juan and Ben. Today, we'll be interviewing Will again. This is part two. Will, welcome Hello. back. Thank you. It's been a while. It's been a minute. <laughs> it has been a minute. So, man, so you, um, first episode, you kind of give us a little bit about your background and uh, sharing a little bit about your story as far as having a special needs child. With this episode, um, I want to dig in into your marriage. If that's okay, I want to pry, go in there deep. Just You said you guys were equally yoked. I just want to make sure that's true. You know, how long have you been married for? We were married in April of 1999. So I'm not good at math, but that's about 20, 22 years. So, you, years. so this is a pretty serious commitment then? I think so. I okay, think it's going to make I think we're going to make okay, it. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. So um, start off with like, how, how do you guys meet? Or, you know, just kind of, just a brief. In, uh, okay. Snap, snaps. I love no, a good. That's the thing in the brain, right? I have no idea what you're saying Look, right I'm now. I'm trying to speak English over here. I don't, so ask Will. Is that your first language? No. Spanish is my first language. Bueno. I love a good dating story, how couples meet. I just love those stories, especially when they're Christians. You know, a lot of the times God is at work, you can see in that. So, um, let's see. I'm, um, I, had f- I had gone to uh, art school originally. I went to, uh, to get an art degree, which I failed out of that. And I just uh, took a year off. And after a year off, I... Did you have a trouble staying in the lines in between the lines? <laughs> How do you fail art school? <laughs> Be- I, will sh- I will tell you, Ben. <laughs> He's about to stab you. you know, I will you tell can, you, Ben. You can, you can use my gun and just... It's just you're painting with- pictures, right? Like what? <laughs> because my art was as good on par with everybody else's. But... I just didn't care as much as them. I didn't like talking about my art for 30 minutes. That's what got you the good grades. Oh. I couldn't do it. <laughs> art politics. That's what you failed. Yes. So um, I took a year off from that, and then I got back into school. I ended up at a Baptist school in St. Louis, um, and that's where I met my wife, Brandy. Um, and we became friends very quickly, best friends best friends honestly and and um and for a while there was an unspoken hope that we would be together pretty early on so much to the point that we officially decided to say that we were courting you know courting the idea of dating with a purpose and we were serving in churches together while in school um just i guess Getting through school, getting through college, and preparing for So how for old were you when you first met her? I guess I was like 22. And how old was she? Uh, 20. 20? Yeah. How long did you guys date for? Um, court? We, yeah, it was, a, it was a good year. I, it probably it felt like more like a couple of years, really. And then and how, s- Probably too long. <laughs> how How did you the topic of children did that come up in during that dating period did you guys have that conversation i'm sorry did she have the conversation with you you know it's uh um yeah that's interesting you know because like there are a lot of good conversations that couples should do (laughs) that are preparing for marriage that they don't have but i definitely think that the the assumption was there even though even though we both didn't come from a very solid families is in our opinion, you know, what we experienced, um, we definitely knew that we were going to 
wanted to have kids. So that was, that was kind of un, 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 unspoken. Um, it's interesting, you know, we did the premarital counseling, recommend that all couples do that. And that was very interesting because, you know, we talk about sometimes our expectations for the marriage are different from our future spouses. And I thought, man, we're a perfect match. You know, it's going to be great. Our premarital counseling and our, in our survey questions, we're asking, how do you feel about this, this topic, this topic, money, children, things like that. Um, we didn't line up. And so in a lot of ways, and so Brandy was like, um, I don't know if this is going to work out, but I think that she was actually exercising faith in God. Yeah. Cause she was, she kind of jokes that she prayed for God's will and God gave her God's will. Yeah. Yeah. I get uh, it. The joke. Oh man. Play on words. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> but it is so true. Cause it's like, I love that when that happens, you talk about the relationship and it's, I look at my wife and I look at myself and in a ways we're so opposite. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, we're, we're getting married. He's like, you can put us together. He's like, he's like, yep, you guys are, you guys are, you guys will be okay. And, uh, I remember going to the marriage counseling and, uh, the guy basically revealed everything to us. And it was like, and he was like, are you sure you guys want to get married to each other? And he's like, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. And she's like, yeah, I'm good. So I was like, yeah, it's worked out. It's worked out so far nine years. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, but I, I totally get what you're saying as far as like that, the, the coming together and you're like, uh, on the, in the natural, it doesn't make sense. But in the spiritual, it's like, God is just like, oh, I got something, I got something cooking. There's something bigger going on. Mm-hmm. So how was that as far as like developing? Um, cause it, it sounds like you guys worked together. You worked in the ministry. You were, you know, you were, it wasn't just something that came about like, but you, did you grow up in the church or? I did in a way, you know, uh, my, both of my parents were both, uh, dysfunctional people, but they were strong believers. Okay. That, those, those do exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my father actually came from a large, uh, Catholic family. He had 10, 10 kids in his family. Small Catholic he was, family. Yeah. That's, yeah <laughs> small. Yeah. So. And he was the first one to come out and be Protestant. Oh, wow. And changed kind of the course of my family, my, 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 my legacy, my heritage. And my mom, um, she was also a strong Christian, but, um, she didn't have a great home life either. And so anyway, long story short, they were both strong believers and their faith was definitely passed down, you know? So it's easy for me to lament the things that, that they didn't give me in, in the worldly terms, but the things that mattered, things that counted faith. Mm Mm-hmm they, they gave to me in spades, you know? So, so that was, that was awesome. So yeah. So, so for me growing up without a dad, my mom working all the time, really not, you know, just trying to keep us afloat. Um, I was in, I, God led me to be in a really strong, uh, youth group in my teenage years that really saved my life and just really set me on the right path. Cause I learned so much from the dads and the moms who were solid and there, not just for their kids, but for the youth that were there like me that needed a surrogate dad or surrogate mom. And I still remember their faces, their names that, that, that poured into me when I was just, they didn't know what was going to happen to me. You know, statistically, most youth, once they graduate from high school, if they grow up in the church, you know, 80% walk away. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, but that's there they were faithfully pouring into, uh, people like me 
Wow. The other 20%. The other 20%. <laughs> so as far as uh, you and your wife, you're dating, you get married. What was that like when you first got married? How, how did you guys set up your foundation? Obviously, your foundation was on Christ. So you had that principle. But then as far as like you, you talked previously that you went into ministry what was the hopes? What was the aspirations? What was the initial like, oh, my gosh, you know, because to me, the first year of marriage is, is both very beautiful and very horrifying because it's two people who don't know each other. You think you know each other, but then you come into this place and you really get to know each other. And then the whole period of like where your socks being on the floor goes from being cute to like that is just disgusting. You better do that if you want to get anything from me or, you know, you know, the, the real person comes out. So how was that initially? Brandy and I watched one of the newer Star Trek movies just last, like two nights ago. And there's a part where one, one guy loses his parachute and he goes and one of the other guys is falling without a parachute and he jumps down, he catches them and they have to hold on to each other and they have to pull the chute. Marriage is like that. There's two people, one chute. And the only way you're going to survive is if you're holding on to each other except in their case, the shoot broke and they both fell anyway, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> your parachute opened. <laughs> yes. So marriage, your initial, your initial, obviously your foundation was Christ. Yes. But as far as getting established, the first year of marriage. Okay. So went into ministry. What right. was, what was that? What was that year like before? Cause how long did, how long did it, how long was it before you had your firstborn? Yeah. That, that period in between there. Yeah. So, um, so we, we could, we recognized that the best thing that we had going for our perspective marriage was the Lord. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, we, we were both loved serving. And so it was a step of faith going to seminary to see if that's what God had for us to go into full-time ministry where deep down I knew I wasn't ready and obviously God knew I wasn't ready and he had other plans because then a couple years later, one and a half years later, we had Amelia with the special needs and I immediately stopped school and then life was all about taking care of her and providing for my family. Wow. So you had a year and a half before you had your, your child. Um, was now go, let's, let's go back a little bit going into seminary was that a decision that was made pre-marriage or after marriage um so we went to a baptist college for undergrad we we both got our degrees in in christian ed christian education and and you know we had some good friends there um who are also seeking the lord's will for their life and, and it's 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 fun to go to a big state school you know and that's that's one thing and then and it's also neat to go to like a Christian college where you can be with other believers that encourage you in seeking the Lord and his will for your life. And, and so going to seminary was purely a faith step. It wasn't, it wasn't like, God, this is my idea. This is what I'm going to do. Luckily we were, you know, more humble than that. It was more like, well, this, this, this could be the next step Mm -hmm. and we can make steps by faith when we walk with the Lord we can make our we we can make our steps. We plan our our steps, but He guides our path, and 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 God is good to us in that way. That you know, 
we don't have to be afraid that we're making wrong decisions because he is he's sovereign mm-hmm. so it was a faith choice to go to seminary seminary to see if that was the next step and it turned out that it wasn't but but when you guys made the decision you were both in it together right absolutely okay great and then so first year it sounds like you guys had a pretty good balance of connecting and establishing foundations you're making decisions together in unison your child you guys get pregnant she's about to be born that was a big shock especially finding out the news that you did how did you keep your marriage together at that time when that when especially finding out the news that you were going to have a uh, um a special needs child mm. um You know, it's, it's hard, you know, do you ever think back to your, your, your life prior to becoming a Christian? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you all find it easy to remember what you were like, but I find myself wanting to forget what I was like before. <laughs> Agreed. I'm, I'm in that category. You know, um, you know, I still had a lot of anger issues and, you know, case in point there, you know, after we found out the bad news about Amelia you know, there was one night where I took a baseball bat to my seminary closet. So to give you an idea, I was mad. What's a seminary closet? Oh, your closet, you know, at seminary at your dorm, your dorm room. And oh, gotcha. Yeah. And I had to rearrange it with a bat with a bat. Okay. Yeah. I did, don't. Did it make you feel good? No, just felt felt worse. Did you just have to clean up a bunch of mess afterwards? Yes, basically. That's my experience Um, with losing my temper also. So we knew that, you know, again, the sanctifying institutions, marriage and the church family are so critical. Um, I had a a really good um, pastor in college that was also a counselor and a mentor, you know, and so that that helped me so much. And, um, I remember at seminary, uh, my favorite, um, professor at seminary was a man named Dr. Cotrere and he was a lifetime OBGYN and he decided to retire and become a, go to be a seminary professor. So we actually had a marriage family ministry class with him and we actually, he, he was kind enough to give us a second sonogram this time from a Christian doctor, Hmm. Christian perspective. And unfortunately he gave us the same bad news, but the difference that he was just the comfort and the compassion that he had that we were able to, to, he, he, he wept with us. He grieved with us meant so much. And so, you know, I think church gets a bad rap in our, in our day. It's very easy to be critical of the church. Um, but I think we know in anything, any institution that is, is of value, you know, even marriages, there are posers, there are pretenders. Um, but if we're faithful, faithfully seeking, you know, we will find those that are, that are there for the right reasons, you Mm -hmm. know? So, so for us staying together was we, we had to get really reach out to other believers, um, other, other couples, you know, so many other couples that, that had gone before us that, that we had connected with at seminary that, um, that, that got to encourage us and, and just pour their life into us. So that, that was critical for us staying, staying together and growing through it. Was there ever a, did you ever feel like there was a separation or the, or, or did you come out 
closer with her. I'm assuming at the end now you're still you guys are still married, so you're closer now. But what was that? I mean, because I can only I, I don't I, I don't even know how to imagine what you're feeling, the anger, the grief. You know, especially I'm putting myself in your position. You're doing the right things as a Christian, Lord. I'm going to ministry. I'm going to serve you. Hmm. I'm going. I'm doing this for your kingdom. And then, and then I, I can only imagine, especially as a young man, thinking like, this is too much for me to bear. Mm-hmm. How am I going to carry? But your word states that my yoke is light. And it's like, I, I, I just hearing that story, is it feels like anything but light. So how? Absolutely. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I think, you know, I think when it comes, when it comes down to it, you know, I, I guess just for me personally, I've always had a faith in God, this world to me does not make sense apart from it being created um, by God. It, it takes more faith to not believe. It takes more faith, in my opinion, to believe this is one great big accident. And I don't have that much faith. Hmm. Um, and so just um, thankfully, like just the fear of the Lord is that um, I, uh, I'm accountable I'm accountable to God for this life. We get this one life and the easiest thing to work in the world is to check out and, and we may wander off the path here and there, but I just see looking back on my life, you know, where every time I've toyed with the idea of giving up, I see God's hand gently or not so gently nudging me back. So I'm just saying, I can't, I just don't take credit for, for being where I am today because I look back and I see how God kept me um, on the right path mm. when I toyed with the idea of of giving up. That's incredible, man. <laughs> I'm just sitting back listening like, oh, this is great. Let me get the popcorn. <laughs> I'm learning so much about you. This is awesome. Well, we've got more episodes coming up with Will. Um, he's not going to figure out how to escape the chains. We've got him shackled to his legs right now for at least a few more hours. So we got a couple more episodes for y'all lined up. So we want to thank you for listening to a Mexican redneck father of the world. We love you and we're proud of you.